Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 12, Episode 0, titled Meet the Queens. My name is Joe Batance, and I am joined, as always, by one Britta Filter. <laughs> People that can't use their names, they deny they have these names. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Uh, oh, I don't have a clip. You know what? Let me pull a random Hold on. Let me pull a random, random clip, okay? Uh, from the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... I just want to play on those tit trumpets. <laughs> to Taylor <laughs> the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Joe Batanz. We're back together. We are back together. It's been seven months since we've had you here on the air. I know. I feel you were on an episode of Drag Race UK. I kind of think I was, too. I was sitting here thinking about it. Like, when... I, could, I know... You know, you and I have talked extensively over the last seven months, and I feel like we've done something together, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Which uh, speaks to the quality of the afterthought media. <laughs> it shows how memorable you are, Taylor. Right. <laughs> but to myself, here. too. Not seven, even just to you, but to myself. Seven months. Well, for, for sure, the very first time you've been on here in 2020. Yes. The first time yes, I've been absolutely. on here in 2020. Uh, Lest you guys think that uh, I'm constantly doing shows, you're getting reruns from uh, from Patreon. If you're on the if you're listening on iTunes or anything like that, uh, you've been getting like old old stuff from Patreon. I haven't been on here since Drag Race UK. Anyway, speaking of uh, Taylor and I are going to chit chat for a bit, and if you want to hear that, go ahead and go to Patreon.com/slash/AfterthoughtMedia and join at the premium level to uh, enjoy all that content, uh, commercial-free, uh, early. You're going to going to get it early, Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. But for now, uh, we'll be back. Well, you're, you're going to hear a beep, and then Taylor and I will suddenly <laughs> be back. All right. So Taylor. Uh, I know now. Now that we're all, now that we're alone, now that we're away from the from the normies, just between us girls. Just between, oh, I think we should call this segment <laughs> "Just Between Us Girls." Uh, well, just between us girls, Taylor. I know that you went to go see the riveting brand new blockbuster film, "An American in Paris." Now, I've never seen – you went with your co-host on your other show, Taffy Carlisle Huffington. Yes. Um, yes. And I've never seen an American in Paris. I've seen Singing in the Rain, but I've never seen an American in Paris because – I have seen, though, I will say, there's a very famous scene where it's the introduction of Jerry the Mouse, where Gene Kelly dances with Jerry the Mouse. Okay, That's I, not an American in Paris. Oh, what's that in? I don't know. But I even said that because we went into the movie not knowing – Anything about it. You know what? That might be an Anchors Away. I think that's Anchors Away. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, one of those Gene Kelly movies. All right. Corrected. All the gays, all the old queens are like breathing are a sigh of relief. Clutching their pearls Yeah. Right they were like, they were ready type. They were ready kicking out their palm pilots and getting ready to <laughs> message us about it. But no need. No the problem need with queens. these young faggots today yeah. is they know nothing about gay culture. These yeah. twinks in their 40s. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so so then if you say that, then I know nothing about American Paris. I feel like Sid Charisse is in it. I could have no. made that up. Okay. No, I don't know the- anything about this movie, but to okay. me, it seems boring. I hear and that and I go, think boring. You would not be far off. Uh, we okay. were a little, when the movie was over, mm-hmm. we looked at each other and I said, I really wanted to like it more. Mm-hmm. 
it's there are parts of it that are great i mean it's all gershwin music so right there i mean the music in it is is amazing Mm -hmm. um and gene kelly is beautiful gene kelly is a very very charming beautiful man um when he was in his prime which he was here but the story just because we love singing in the rain so much i was sort of expecting another singing in the rain Mm -hmm. and it's not it came out i think two or three years before singing in the rain did and i said as we were walking out it almost felt like the first draft Mm -hmm. because there's definitely there's you know the dancing and there's the comedy and there's that but it's just it doesn't quite hit the points that i wanted it to just like singing in the rain even though it won best picture oh it it won best picture it won Best Picture in 1951, and Gene Kelly won an honorary Oscar because he uh, he helped to write it, and he wasn't the director. Vincent Minnelli was the director, mm-hmm. and but he also did all the choreography, and uh, he did a bunch of different things with it. So they gave him an honorary Oscar, which was his only one, because I came home and immediately read the Wikipedia page on it. That is – wait, are you, oh, for 1950 – I should mean not 1952, because 1951 – let me try oh, I thought I thought it said on Wikipedia was the 1951 Oscar. Let Maybe it came out well, in 51, but it won the Oscar in 52. Do, it's always like a weird year off. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they, so it's for 1952. Okay. So um, all right, but that is crazy because well, look, here's the deal. The only one that I I don't know a lot of these movies. I don't know Quo Vadis. This is this is who the other people is up against. Quo Vadis, Decision Before Dawn. Don't know that one. A Place in the Sun, famous movie. I've never seen it. It's Elizabeth yeah. Taylor. And then A Streetcar Named Desire. I can't believe it beat A Streetcar Named Desire, though. That seems kind of based on what you're telling me. Yeah. I mean, the dancing in it is amazing. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. it ends on this very weird, only in a 50s movie would it would it end. But it where there, there's this big conflict Mm-hmm. And they separate. He and the girl separate. I'm going to spoil an, an almost 70 year old movie right now for mm-hmm. anybody who wants to see it yeah. because she's engaged to be with somebody else, mm-hmm. and she leaves this big party that they're at to go with the, her fiance, who overhears the fact that that Gene Kelly and Leslie Caron are in love, and Gene Kelly is kind of standing on this balcony, and it goes into a 17 minute dance number yeah. that is considered to be a ballet. So and it's just where it kind of goes over the idea of what Paris is and she dances in it and he dances in it and there's all sorts of dancing. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly he's he's taken out of the dance by a horn honking Mm -hmm. and she is getting out of the car as the fiance is holding open the door for her and pretty much, you know, leading his hand up to go for her to go up to the staircase with this big smile on his face so that she can be with Gene Kelly. They they meet in the middle of the staircase, they hug, and then they walk away, and it says, the end. You know what that kind of reminds me of, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was an homage to it, is the ending of La La Land. Yeah, they yeah, La La Land has pretty much said that that last section, mm-hmm. because that was part of the Wikipedia page, the last section of La La Land borrows very, very heavily from the end of An American in Paris. Okay, that makes sense, because the end of La La Land feels very like that he's playing the piano. Again, I'm spoiling now um, uh, the one the movie that won be- Oh, no, it did not win Best No, it picture. did not win. That, it that's was best, the tricky It was Best thing. Winner for about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, but it was a Best Picture nominee a few years ago for um, uh, Best Picture, and at the end, you know, they've broken up, but he's playing the piano, and she comes in with her husband now and yeah. he imagines what their life would have been right 
mm-hmm. in the song, in the piece. It's a long thing. And then at the end, she just leaves. And they look at yeah. each other, right? And then he's like, let's play the next song or something. Well, I think, isn't it something where she <clears> goes <throat> she goes into a bar and yeah. he's playing? Yeah. He's playing yeah. He's, and then, but then it goes into that whole thing of, because I remember in the movie, and this is because I'm, you know, typical white gay, that I remember the scene where then it looks like that they never actually met and he walks past. My thought was the whole movie had been a dream mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And I remember becoming very upset. <laughs> this is for La La Land. Yeah, for La La Land. Yeah. And then then you realize that, that that's kind of what it is. Um, am I allowed to address the chat room? Yeah, this is a, in the Patreon-only segment, you can. In fact, while you address the chat room, this is such a fat... I, I don't know if skinny people need this. This is such a fat guy move I have to do. I have a weird spot on my back that's itching. And uh-huh. I, don't know if, I don't know if I've ever talked about this. Let's talk about this right now, even though it's still itching. Okay. I have about three heavy-duty back scratchers, the telescope, that I carry uh-huh. with me. So I have one in my bedroom. I have one in my office. I have one in the car. And I have one in my backpack. I always okay. want to be around a back scratcher. So I need to get a back scratcher. Because the one in my office isn't here. I was looking for it. But there's one right here. My backpack is right here. I'm going to go okay. it. But you can address the chat room while I do. But do you use back scratcher? I just feel like I need to get I have this. one. I literally have one between my bed frame <clears throat> and my uh, and my box frame. Do you think that's a fat guy thing or just an old person thing? Or both? Yes. I think the answer to that is yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll be back. Okay, so it was just brought up in the chat room when talking about Gene Kelly. Laurie Roggenkamp asked if this movie, American in Paris, is better or worse than Xanadu. And what I would have to say is it is worse than Xanadu because all movies are, in fact, worse than Xanadu. Because Xanadu is the greatest movie ever made of all time. I will fight anybody who says otherwise. Xanadu is one of those films that is transcendent and it is magical and it is every little gay boy's dream to be Olivia Newton-John with the roller skates and glowing purple with the leg warmers running around singing magic in the middle of a darkened roller skating rink and like being flirty with the guy that's from the Warriors and did Xanadu and then never did anything again. I think his name is Michael Beck. And you have wonderful modern music, but then you also have the great song that Olivia Newton-John does with Gene Kelly, Whenever You're Away From Me, which is a song that sounds like an old 40s big band song. And Suddenly, which is one of my all-time favorite songs, Xanadu is, for all intents and purposes, the greatest piece of cinema that has ever been created in the history of mankind. And that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. I will go to my grave fighting for Xanadu. My husband hates Xanadu, and his hate just funnels in the amount of love that I have for that movie. I'm going to tell you something. I've never seen this Xanadu. Then we, then I quit the show. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Um, but I know some of the music from it. Let me see. You know, let's see what songs I know from Xanadu. I well, there's I like Xanadu. <laughs> I think I like not having the the just between us girls segment on the um, because on the main thing I'm always worried about whether I'm, I can go as long as I fucking want on this now. Yeah. Um, but before I'm like, oh, oh, like God, for who who knows what Barney UK is thinking right now? Okay. Well, yeah. actually, we do know what Barney UK is <laughs> thinking know. right now. Hello. How can I get back into Patreon? <laughs> no, he, he's on Patreon. He's under a fake name. He thinks I don't know. Oh. Okay. Well, I know this song. Wait, hold on. What is this? Here we go. Yes. Okay. 
what? Now, I'm sure there's a million magicians who do magic to this song, like gay magicians. <laughs> Come take my hand. You should know. I'm doing magic. You know I will be kind. I'll be guided. Oh! <laughs> you just make something disappear. Yeah, I did. Okay. Okay, I know that song. Now, you I, I didn't know the song before you had me listen to it, but I know this song. Oh, God. All time favorite songs. This is one of your all time favorite songs? Yes. Okay. Now, I don't. I'm looking at. The rest of the songs, I don't know. Okay, I, well, there's uh, there's ma- magic. This is a great the song. The Show! <laughs> okay. There's Somewhere in Time is another song she does on that. Let's see here. Somewhere in Time. Right. I don't see Which that, that that's in a That's in a low oh, point of the Oh, this is Suspended in Time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Suspended in Time. Sorry. This is, this is when she's back Christmas. in Olympus. Oh, she goes back to Olympus? Yeah. I'm on Olympus, and <laughs> in time. Child and a fool in one. So sure. I am seeing, are you reading the chat room? No. They won a Xanadu episode. I've never seen it. Well, okay, but it's it's available. You, I know you can get it on iTunes and mm-hmm. places like that. That might be where maybe after the season is over. Mm-hmm. We, you know what? I have the Blu-ray because mm-hmm. I'm that faggot. Mm-hmm. So I could bring that when I come out to California, and then that could be the live episode that we tape. Oh, we live episode. Yeah. So that way, when you say something horrible about it, <laughs> I can actually punch you in the face. Well, no, I, I feel very strongly about. I won't say anything horrible, but I'll probably fall asleep. What would you do if I fell asleep? If you looked over and I was just like. Uh, you you would be suddenly awoken <laughs> <laughs> by a quick sting across the face. When I the, we might have to have uh, Lori on the show because she says she owns it on multiple platforms. Lori, I uh, guess, also a big fan. Okay, all right. Well, you'll get to. Are you excited? Because when you because everyone should know Taylor's planning on coming out here for Drag Can, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say we should meet the fans, but I've done that before, and they just I sit there with John Paul Wade, and no one ever shows up. So, no, sorry. Um, <laughs> we'll tell you where we're going to be, and if you come up to us, we'll say hi. But um, you're going to get to meet Laurie Rockingcamp. Are you excited about that? I am. I am excited about meeting Laurie. I enjoy Laurie. On, I enjoy her com- comedy. I enjoy her engaging in life review with you, talking about things that have happened to her in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there, Lori is like an onion in that there are many, many layers to her. And the more you peel, the more you cry. <laughs> well, I was talking about her shape. But yeah, I, no, I think that that's... I want to somehow go to one of her shows and sneak in to the person who runs the board. Uh-huh. Uh, when, so when they call Lori up on stage at this place. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, okay. uh, anything else, Taylor? Should we just move on to this thing here? You know what? That might be something that mm-hmm. I want to add to my list of things to do. What? When we're in Kelly, maybe go see a, a Laurie Roggin Camp show. You really don't. <laughs> she's doing this new thing now, and I haven't talked to her about this yet, so she doesn't know this yet. Uh-huh. She's doing this new thing now where all she's turning to, to Sam Kinison. 
where all her... She used to... Okay, let me tell you the history of Lori's jokes. Her jokes used to be the very standard, like... You know what? Maybe I shouldn't tell her this while she's at a comedy festival, because that's going to get too in her head. <laughs> she's not going to get too yeah, in her head. Don't. But I noticed something. I'll, I'll, when she's back from the comedy festival, I will discuss it with her on the air. But she's doing this new thing in her Santa board. I think I, I, I kind of tipped my hand when I said she's turning to Sam Kinison. Okay. Where it just... So I might as well finish it. She said... It, like, it used to be... This, this is actually one of Lori's... Uh, you know, jokes. I, I, I know I'm going to bastardize this. She's going to be pulling her hair out in, in uh, South Dakota right now, they say it. But something about, you know, like, like, I love it when fa- people think because you're fat, you're strong. You know? So, like, my grandma's like, hey, Lori, can you move the couch? And I'm like, Grandma, I'm big because I like to eat and sit down at the same time. Or something like that, right? Something like that, right? Then she did this joke that I love, <laughs> where she yells at her mom. Right? It's like a joke. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> don't don't read the chat room. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Lori just right. No, I'm dying to find out what stand up genius Joe. I'm fat and Mexican. Batanz has to say. <laughs> Okay, so I went to see her go do stand-up the other day, right? Uh-huh. And so she had a, she had a great joke. She yelled at her mom. Now every joke is... Ah! 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 Like, it's like... <laughs> it's, like a, it's like... So I went to the store, and I said, how much are these uh, Lay's potato chips? And they're like, what potato chips? The ones I am holding in my hand! <laughs> every, every joke is her screaming and yelling now. That's her new thing. Okay. All right. Uh, Taylor, are you ready to start this little show, this little shoe? About 10 minutes ago. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. We're going we're gonna to do a little pause here. All right. All right, Taylor. So yesterday, January 23rd, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race announced their queens. Um, they, they announced who the queens for season 12 would be. Now, you know, I we have a show called The Rumor Mill, by the way. Yes. Uh, with, and The Rumor Mill crit crew consists of Evan Ayers, Jamila Zarad, uh, George Munoz, and Jimmy Anti. Jimmy Anti is a drag queen. And they're going to be going over the drag queens in detail over the course of a few episodes on the rumor mill, which you can get on this very feed, you know, uh, so you can get it on this feed. But um, we're going to kind of do a brief overview of the queens. And, and unlike the rumor mill, I have tried to stay away from the rumors. I, I So it's, it's yes. weird. I was thinking about it this morning is like. 24 hours ago, I had no clue who any of these queens were. I am the same. Yes. They, they had no role in my life. They didn't exist. Okay. And now we're going to talk about them for three months at nauseum. <laughs> I know. It was, it's, it's funny because, well, it's, I've already gotten to kind of know some of them now because, you know, I've analyzed Meet the Queens. I've watched the runway a couple of times. I've written notes on my thoughts on each queen. And... um. What's funny is, and you know what, we're going to do one of my favorite things, by the way, which is which we is? make our predictions. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely figured it was on point. We would do top half, bottom half. Top half, people. bottom half. Yeah. And, um, and, and of course, we know, as we know, we're consistently very wrong. Yes. Even though yes. I think for one of the seasons, I was really right. I'm not, I I'm think not usually you, you right. You are definitely, I am the, I am the 
person who said Trinity Taylor was going to mm-hmm. be the first one to go home. Yeah. And I am also the one that Soju would be Miss Congeniality. And oh, she would okay. be the heart of the season. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, no. I'm typically pretty wrong. There was one season where I was eerily correct, but I think yeah. it's only one season. So uh, we will see. And I, and I actually have less of a sense for this one than I do on other seasons, actually. I would agree with that, too. It mm-hmm. seems like they're all – there's enough similarity with the exception of one or two mm-hmm. that I, I I can't necessarily pick out a top three or four at this point. Yeah. I definitely, no, no, no. You're I right. De- I don't think it could. I definitely can see a little bit more top half, bottom half. Yeah. But, yeah. Even then, I'm going to struggle in the middle. I think there's a few, Like, let me put it this way. With the exception of maybe one or two, and I'm going to talk in this really high-pitched voice, I could see a... But I don't see anyone that like, screams filler queen. Does that make sense? I don't. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that too. I think there's only one or two that I don't think will be around very long. I did write. I did only write filler queen on one, maybe two of the notes that I wrote. I didn't write filler queen for any of them. I'll be I, I will say this also, mm-hmm. and yeah. I feel like we need to address this now. If anything, because we're putting it out there. Yeah. We made a decision last night that we are going to do our best to not compare them to previous contestants. So we're not going to say someone is the Sasha Valor of this season, the Kati mm-hmm. of the season, anything like that. We are trying to, on what we've been given in front of us, mm-hmm. even though some of them it's going to be really hard not to do that. Yeah. We're going to just kind of look at them as their own individual queens. You know, correct? to address that, you know what's so funny? When I was watching it, I was thinking – and by the way, what I'm going to say right now, I do not believe. But when I was watching it, I was thinking – because there have been queens complaining about it already on social mm-hmm. media. And I was thinking about how one of the queens – I won't even say which, even though I think anyone who's seen it will know who I'm talking about. One of the queens – I go, oh, I could see people thinking, this is the Trixie Mattel, right? I don't believe yeah. that, by the way. But then I was thinking back to Trixie Mattel when we did do that, and we were calling Trixie Mattel then the Bianca Del Rio. Oh, she's trying to be the Bianca Del Rio, you know? Okay. So it's not fair because now we obviously really know Trixie Mattel's her own person, not anything like Tri- uh, Bianca Del Rio. Right. Bianca Del Rio is funny. Anyway. But <laughs> I'm Yeah. Anyway, um, but, uh, but before we get to the actual individual queens – so what they did when they when so they went live on Twitter at nine a.m. Pacific noon Eastern, and um, what we saw was because I want to talk about this and let's talk about it now. Evie oddly doing an introduction with like the whole like fake like interference, you know, like satellite interference and a weird effect on her voice. And um, I addressed this before the show, but so I didn't get to literally hear your thoughts, Taylor. But what were your thoughts on the sort of just overall feel of the way that the the runway reveal was was uh, handled well it feels like some of the producers of drag race seem to be big fans of the changes they've made to dragula yeah because it felt very like to, to where even surprisingly my husband and i watched it together and he and i were thinking a lot of the same things and he said i feel like i'm watching dragula right now Mm -hmm. and i said yeah that's sort of what it feels like now i also kind of forgot that evie oddly won last season (laughs) when they brought her out i was sort of like oh yeah she won Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that doesn't i don't think speaks well to her um reign but Mm -hmm. i just with the editing that they did and the weird that everything was sort of dirty it took place in this old warehouse and Mm -hmm. And with the where they would be walking, then suddenly things would slow down and a lot of the quick cuts, it just felt like when they do the floor shows at Dragula. 
Yeah. It, uh, also, well, just the, the uh, I'm talking about specifically. That's true. But uh, Evie too. Evie was doing some sort of weird Boulet brother style hand choreography. Yes. yes. And making word. And I don't know if Evie wrote this. I don't think she did. But the word choices had the sort of syntax that the Boulet brothers have too. You know, mm-hmm. like for saying saying like who's going to usurp my crown? That's not usually drag race language. Uh, it yeah. felt very what you would expect the Boulet brothers. Like, in other words. The Boulet brothers on Dracula season three were doing some sort of weird, like they were appearing via satellite to the girls. It had that sort of weird feel in it, and and on their own meet on their Meet the Monsters video, it had a long hallway runway feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny is, yeah, because RuPaul's Drag Race is sort of known when you think about it. And, and what's funny, what's really really interesting is. I would almost applaud RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm not criticizing them, but I would applaud them if they they veered from their general aesthetic and their choice. But apart from um, a couple of queens and apart from how they presented the runway reveal, it's pretty standard issue the kind of girls they go for, you know? Yeah. And I, I when I when I'm saying the thing about Dragula when I'm making comparisons, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Yeah. You know, I think that drag race, when we when we look at, you know, we watched Dragula season three, mm-hmm. and then after Dragula season three came out or around the same time, Drag Race UK started. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking with you um about how quaint it felt compared to Dragula, whereas Dragula definitely felt a little bit more unpolished and rough edges. When you were looking at Drag Race UK, you know, while I enjoyed Drag Race UK, there was a little bit too much of a polish on it. So I'm wondering if, you know, people are starting to recognize what Dragula is doing, not only with how they're doing it, but that they had on a um, uh, assigned female at birth, they had a drag king, they had all of these different people they're on. So, and while Rue has kind of cornered herself in one box as far as who will be on the show, maybe she's looking for ways to present in a different way. But which you, I'm here for. I'm but, here for. But then, don't you think the show is tacitly uh, conceding that uh, Dragula is the future of drag? That they are sort of the avant-garde uh, pioneers, if you will. And RuPaul's now Drag Race is now in its wake. I, I kind of think that may be the way that we're seeing it we're not seeing you know when you even when you look at the girls while yes all the girls seem to have a polish to them Mm -hmm. you know compared to seasons like one two and three girls Mm -hmm. as far as where it was much more about pageant it was much more about gowns and then we see people like bianca del rio and sasha valore and trixie mattel and stuff where there is a greater there's a a wider berth. It's not as wide as you get on Dragula. Mm-hmm. I would even say it's not necessarily as wide as you get on something like Camp Wanakiki. Yeah. But you're starting to sit. So th- this is where Rue, ha- we've talked it here and you've talked on other various shows about this world, this universe, that Rue has a kind of, she 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 doesn't want to paint outside the lines too much. Whereas I feel like the Boulet brothers and even the Sugar Breaker twins want to draw way outside the lines as far as what drag is and really kind of explore everything that drag has to offer. Well, I kind of think the way you see it is, and I'm going to ignore Camp Wanakiki because that show's horrible, but <laughs> with Dragula is you kind of get the sense that Dragula is introducing you to what's out there. Does that make sense? Like here's, yeah. a, here's a flavor, a sampling of what's out there. 
Whereas, and I feel RuPaul's Drag Race, I think you were kind of saying this, in the in the very beginning, I would say up until se- season seven, through the first five or six seasons, like, here is what it looks out there in the world of drag and now they're on this show, where I feel season seven moving onward and then this right here, it gets more and more like what I'm going to say is now it's about no longer let's compete for America's next drag superstar because this is what the future of drag is. It's now a competition about who is the best at RuPaul's Drag Race. So the skill set is how good are you at RuPaul's Drag Race? There's a queen or two on here where I'm like, I don't think they're right for this competition. And I don't know Mm -hmm. how far they'll go, but I would love to see their show. Yeah. There's another couple of queens I feel that way where I'm like, I don't know they're going to do very well, but I would love to go to one of their shows. I definitely wrote on here a couple of times on my list, you know, Mm -hmm. she's a Dragula girl. She's not a Drag Race girl. I don't Mm -hmm. quite know why. Just from just the vibe that I'm getting from her. There's is, one is that now that you open the can of worms, I there's literally there's one that I think might be a Camp Wanakiki girl. There is definitely one that is a Camp Wanakiki girl that she she looks you could totally see her on Camp Wanakiki. Yeah, and and but that's the problem though is it when when I feel if you, if we watch this show and we're fans of this show and mm-hmm. we think oh, well, this person's a good drag queen, but just not for this show. That's a problem because that means the show is not highlighting what's drag. It's highlighting who's good at the show. Well, but we're also going into this not seeing what season 12 is going to offer. Now, do I think they're going to be doing, you know, fear factor type challenges? No, but maybe maybe there is going to be where they're moving beyond the scope of what they've always done in the past. And that's why they're starting to introduce these people. I also want to, ma- I also want to say something. Well, we're saying that a, a particular contestant is feels more like a Dragula girl or even the Camp Wanakiki girl. I'm not looking at that as a read against these no, against these no, no, contestants. No, not a read at all. I specifically watching particularly the the 12 minute video that we're that we we're talking about right now tried very hard and really with the exception of maybe one succeeded in writing nothing but positive things about these girls. It's it was my goal to go with this I don't want to trash any of the girls. I, I I definitely have ones that I like more than others, mm-hmm. and one or two I struggled with coming up with something positive. Mm-hmm. But I tried to find something positive. Actually, that's not true because one I wrote really not nice things about. But the the rest of the girls, I definitely I, I I want to give these girls a chance. And I think you and I deciding to not do the well, this is the this is the fill in the blank of this season is allowing me to try. To, I tried really hard to kind of look at them much more about themselves and what they were presenting versus what I could compare them to in the past. All right. Well, with that said, why don't we go right into the first queen? Now, Taylor, I have all of the audio from the meet the Queens pulled per queen. Okay. Okay. So we, but I'm not going to, I don't plan on playing every single one, but if there's a queen where you're like, I want, cause there's a couple I already know. I want to hear their audio. Right. Or I might play a bit of it. You know, if there's okay. one, please let me know. I want to hear their audio, but can I have it all right here? It's all ready to go. Uh, and right here. So the first one, we're going to go in the same order as the show, which is the show in alphabetical order by first name. And the first one is Aiden Zane. Now, before you say anything, I want to make a prediction. <laughs> before you say anything about Aiden Zane, I wrote Taylor will like her because of the Judge Doom reference from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We'll have to see. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so were you going to play thoughts? the audio, or were you, you want me to play the audio? Uh, no. 
Yeah. I, I don't need to. Um, it, it's funny that we're starting with Aiden because remember I just said a second ago that I only had one that I <laughs> – Oh, this is the one you didn't like? This is the one I didn't like. Oh, okay. Okay. When she came out, when she was the first one to come out, Mm -hmm. I said, I really like the look because it's different. Uh It was something a little different. And I immediately, especially considering she was the first one to come out in this weird, dark, like alleyway type thing. I was like, oh, they're going for a Dragula vibe, especially with the red contacts Mm -hmm. and the, the, the scratched up leather. But the second she started talking in her interview... I immediately did not like her. Okay, I gotta hear this because you and we are gonna have to actually first one with to hear this audio. Now I wanna clock this for anyone who's a big Joe Batanz fan and listening to the show later. I don't know what the fuck it is with the universe that has a great sense of humor. But the season after my boyfriend Cameron and I broke up, there was a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race named Cameron Michaels. Okay. Now mm-hmm. this is the season after I dated someone named Aiden. Okay. And now there's an Aiden Zane. So now for the next three months, I'm going to be fucking saying the name Aiden. Oh, just like my real relationship. No, that lasted longer than three months. But uh, <laughs> after three months, I'll stop saying that name. All right. Uh, here we go. So let, let's listen to the audio. And um, and I'll stop it along the way. I, we, we're not going to play the whole thing. but Because that's interesting to me. Because before we say anything, my thoughts were actually... Uh, that I was fine with her. I didn't like the runway look, but I did like the one in the Meet the Queens look. I wasn't a fan. I, I, I did like the I Okay, can we talk about that before we start talking? About, I love yeah. that there's always a theme with colors uh-huh. every year. Mm-hmm. And I loved, I love red, white, and blue yeah. as a color set. Like, Fourth of July is one of my favorite holidays just because of all the, the, the red, white, and blue stuff everywhere. So the fact that, and I get why Rue is doing it this year with it being election year, and she feels very strongly about our current administration and all that kind of stuff. So it makes a lot of sense. And I loved a lot of the, one look in particular. I really, really loved when we get to her, but um, I, I, I loved that aesthetic of the red, white, and blue this year. I was, cause I was actually thinking over the last couple of days, I wonder what color, because she's really cut. She's done gold. She's done silver. She's done black. I feel like she did red. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so, so I like that she's mixing things up. All right, so she's wearing a red, white, blue outfit, and it had, a, and it did. Once she said that she's, in, she's like, a, a, well, we're gonna hear it, a mix between Judge Doom and somebody else. The anime was it? Um, yeah. Uh, but I wrote on here that she definitely has the kind of personality of someone who goes far. There's a self confidence. It's, it's like you were saying. What's funny is you were talking, Taylor, about how you were focused on not saying negative things. I was really of the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Because we're not going to see the talent until later, or the nerve and the uniqueness we'll say later. But the charisma yeah. we can pick up on on these. And I was thinking, do they have the charisma of someone who can go far in this competition? And so from what I could tell, she does. The, the one thing we're going to hear, I don't know if we'll hear it, I think this comes at the end. She says, um, you've never seen anything like Aiden before. And I'm like... We have. I didn't see anything that was groundbreaking in her look. I'm not, it's right. not, and it's not a criticism of her look. I'm just saying, we've seen it before, bitch. Calm down. All right. Yeah. You're not Christopher Columbus. I am Aiden Zane. I am 29 years old, and I am from the middle of nowhere, Georgia. 
with rock and roll music. I chose the name Aiden Zane because I wanted something that felt very in line with my aesthetic, and I also chose it for A to Z, again, both ends of the spectrum. Living in the middle of nowhere so what don't you like doesn't do this? much to influence my I, d- really I don't like the weird that we're going to draw you know, out, and it's not quite vocal fry, but it's this, and it felt like every time she was talking, she kept rolling her eyes. There's just something about her that's very... I'm an art school kid, and I'm better than you. Oh, I didn't get that impression. Yeah, I'm like equal parts cartoon, colorful, dark, horror, all sort of mixed into one. I definitely like to think that I paint in a unique way. Um, I love to angle my makeup sort of straight up, if you will. For a lot of girls, it just depends on the face that you... I thought she was was fine, um... I loved her makeup. When she Mm -hmm. talked about that, I agree with that. I did not like the two different colored contacts. It was distracting as well. Mm -hmm. But her first look, the makeup was very angular. Everything Mm -hmm. was sort of going up. And that, like I said, I liked to look. She may be somebody who, again, I liked Soju last season. So this may be something where I, buddy, I'm completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And she becomes the one that I really like. I just have a feeling that we are going to I think we're going to go far, Mm -hmm. but I also think that we're going to go far and think that we're better than everybody else. But in a way that's not, I I have what it takes to win this competition. It's more like they don't have what it takes to have this, take this competition. Um, okay. Uh, Plus I'd be curious where in Georgia she's from. Why? Just because in the middle of nowhere, Georgia, there are cities in Georgia, you know, it's weird that she never actually says the city. So, I mean, unless she is really in some little tiny town out of nowhere, mm-hmm. I would think that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just I'd be curious when the season starts where she's actually from. Going back to what you said, also, like, don't ever take our opinion. Like, I remember, if you remember, on the Meet the Queens for Drag Race UK, I loathed Davina DeCampo. Loathed yeah, As her. did I. I wanted her gone immediately. I couldn't with that laugh. And then mm. by the end, I was she was my favorite, and I was rooting for her. I was so sad when she didn't win. Yeah. So our, our everything can change. You know, we're seeing a very brief glimpse and a very uh, clinis, uh, uh, a clinical view of these girls. Very very postured view. All right, moving on. Next we have Britta. Now, before you say anything about Britta, I got a text message yesterday from a friend of mine, straight guy, who who uh, sent me the video, and he's all like, and he just said, "I know her. When I lived in New York, she was a waiter." At the well, he said he he was using the male pronouns. He, I know him. He was a waiter at the restaurant that I was a chef, I was cooking at in New York City, so I know her. And I was like, oh, and I was just saying like, uh, you like her? He's like, yeah, she's nice enough, and blah blah blah. So, um, but what are your thoughts on Britta Taylor? My first thought was that she sort of looked like a plus size RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Well, she had I that wig. The wig was very Ru- the Ru-style the wig, wig helped with that absolutely. Mm-hmm. She was somebody that she seemed super polished. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the course of the three minutes, I liked her. Then I didn't like her. Then I liked her. Then I didn't like her. Then I liked her. <laughs> she was she was all over the place for me. Um, and she she and when I say I don't like her is that there became a blandness where I sort of lost focus. Mm-hmm. And then she would say something and bring me back. And then I would start to lose focus. And then she would bring me back again. And she ended she ended the interview where she definitely she had me on her side. But I'll be curious as to how that arc plays, you know, even over the course of a three minute, how that's going to play over multiple episodes. It's so funny. I think I feel like I had a nearly identical 
reaction to her, where there's something like, ugh, this one. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. But here's the deal. Unlike you, though, I never lost focus with her. She had she captivated me the entire time, and mm-hmm. which I can't say for the other girls. And whether it was pure disgust or pure cheering on her on, I yeah. don't know. And I, so I don't know how I feel about her. Now, you have to remember, going back to a previous season, and I'm not comparing to her at all, but I'm talking about fan reaction, is after the Meet the Queens episode, Silky Nutmeg Ganache was already crowned the winner. And people were yeah. like, oh, this is the one. She is our favorite. She is so good. Because she made a really good, strong and positive Meet the Queens appearance. But as we saw, that didn't necessarily play out on the show. So, again, things can change. And right now I'm up in the air about her. I'm either going to really hate her. I don't think I'm going to – I'll tell you this. I'd be surprised if I'm down the middle on her. Because I can already tell I'm either going to love her or hate her. I can't tell which. Yeah. Do you need to hear but any that, audio? But, no? but that she's one of those that that may change from episode to episode. True, good point. You know, you, if if we're if I'm having this experience over the course mm-hmm. of three minutes, is this going to be where I'm like up at night thinking about whether or not I like her? No, I, I don't know. Do you need to hear any audio from her? I don't need to hear any audio from her. Once again, just to plug the show. Uh, I'm assuming that the rumor mill will be playing this audio and dissecting it and giving you tea about each queen and whatnot. That's all that in detail about each queen will happen on the rumor mill. Uh, right now, we're just giving our first impressions of each queen. All right, next up we have Crystal Method. Uh, she's from St. Louis, Missouri. Taylor, uh, any thoughts on her? Uh, she is one that I thought felt more like a Dragula girl than mm-hmm. a Drag Race girl. Um, I thought it was weird that Party Monster was her inspiration, became her inspiration to do drag, considering that's, you know, about a murder. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't want to tell you this. Uh, Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix inspired me to go on a male modeling show <laughs> and commit murder. Well, there you go. See, yeah. we, we all we all find sparks of which is one little spark of creativity that just sends us on these journeys. Um, go ahead. She felt a little unprepared yes yes and the one thing that she kept talking about was that she feels she's more about more and more and more accessories Mm -hmm. especially cheap accessories and my concern for she seems like a she seems like a sweet girl Mm -hmm. my concern for that if she comes out wearing tons and tons and tons of stuff michelle is going to rip her apart and then that is going to be where if this is her drag aesthetic Mm -hmm. um then that that's going that's going to be a problem for her, I think. So here's what I know about the way they make, and this is, this is going to uh, what I think here. Here's what I know about how they produce RuPaul's Drag Race: is the queens are kept sequestered until they see each other in the workroom for the first time. Right. So when they when the person walks into the workroom, they don't, in theory, and there may be Queens talking so they know who's going to be on, but in theory, they're sequestered. They don't see who else is on the show uh, until they walk in the workroom. Okay? And typically what they do is after the first or second episode, maybe the third, that's when they film these promos on like a right. weekend in between filming. Okay? It's mm-hmm. usually after the second episode. And so that's why these girls, if you hear all they meet the queens, they all know who the other girls are. They say this is a really strong cast. They've all met each other before. Okay. I think I know where you're going with this. Okay. And there is something about the way that Crystal is talking that makes me think she wasn't there very long. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, she says something where she kind of make an, makes an excuse 
of why she's not going to win, like in the middle of in the middle of the in in the middle of her interview. I I, I know I I see where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I just said well one of the, even if she doesn't, even if she lasts a while, one of the things like I told you, I was I was focusing on charisma and the way they present themselves. There was a lack of poise that you would not mm-hmm. see in America's next drag superstar. There was a lack of self-confidence and and when I say self-awareness, I don't mean she does not like she's like insulting people or doing rude things cuz she's not aware of other people, but a lack of self-awareness and not knowing and who what her who her character and I don't know what her boy name is. But it it didn't appear on this video that she knew who Crystal Method was. Yeah, and another thing too, and I kept thinking about this during the whole thing because I kept almost I almost scratched it out a couple of times. I almost kept saying, "Well, she's a young queen," and then she, but she's not. I mean, she's not old, but in terms of right. drag race girl, I think she's like twenty eight or something like that. Which means yeah. I don't know how long she's been doing drag, but it felt like a queen who's not been doing it very long. You mm-hmm. know, and I don't. I feel like she said three years. Oh, okay. Well, three years. I, okay. I think I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but for some reason, three years is sticking in my head. Okay, and we can listen to the audio. Should we listen to the audio? Is it worth it? Let me no, see here. No. Okay. So I just, you know, a lot of the queens had that, especially the more confident ones, that spark of "I'm going to win this, and here's why." All right. She didn't have that. She had a very like, yeah, I'm I'm going home. You know? Yeah. And and that, that and that's the only thing. And there was a defeatist tone in her voice. And that's the only thing that made me think, oh, this this she's not here for long. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and so uh uh and also there was a lack of polish to the look. And again, this is not a criticism of her drag, but I think uh, one of the things you need on RuPaul's drag race is a polish. To you, yeah. a sheen. She doesn't have that. Not saying it's a bad drag, and I'm just that's just what it is. All right. Moving on to Dahlia Sin. Dahlia Sin is it's funny because so um a couple of years ago, uh Afterthought Media All-Star Evan Ayers, he of the thick and juicy peach, came out here <laughs> to <laughs> He put the mm-hmm. ass in Jurassic Park. <laughs> I mean, know Evan loves Jurassic Park. Uh, he uh, he came out. His Jurassic was two C's at the end too. Anyway, <laughs> Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> he, Evan Jurassic, yeah. Park. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway. I I saw him in LA and I was like I want a Mountosaurus. Anyway, <laughs> Evan is so uncomfortable right now. I know, I know. Uh, actually, what's funny is I've already gotten while we were talking. I think he's listening live. I've already gotten a message from him. Really? Yeah. Joe, honestly, fuck you. <laughs> All right, that I will say nice things about you, but okay, we'll go with that. Anyway, yeah, we're not saying it's bad that Yeah, we're not saying it's bad, Evan. No. Why, why do you why do you think it's bad, Evan? Why do you think it's bad? I'm actually a pig. I'm a pig trapped in a boy's body. <laughs> oh, no you're not. You're good. You're fine. Okay. Uh, but Evan, let me ask you this question. I have, I have one more question for Evan. I have him on the phone only very very briefly. Evan, what would the sound be that you would make as a dinosaur? Oh, oh okay. All right. Well, <laughs> there now we know. 
Uh, okay. Anyway, um, when Evan so was while out, he was out there, while he was out there, we went to <laughs> Mickey's and we saw it was an amazing drag show. And the House of Aja was performing. Okay, and um, there was Aja, there was Fat Aja, and then there was Dahlia Sin, right? And so I remembered her because she was the House of Aja, and so I talked to Taylor about her. I remember mm. her perform. So I've seen her perform. Her performance was fine. You know, but what's yeah. funny, I remember though, Morgan McMichaels was hosting and she, she, she clocked it. She said, you're going to see her on a future season of Drag Race, you know, just, and, and true. Now she, here she is. But so I already knew she was the house of Aja. And so I don't know if you knew that or not, but even going no. in, I was like, oh, she is house of Aja. Yeah. No, she definitely has the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So apparently there's a drinking game going on. Anytime I say aesthetic, people mm-hmm. are supposed to do a shot in the uh, mm-hmm. chat room. But um, I was not a huge fan mm-hmm. of Dahlia. I thought I wrote down here, um, it will be, it will be drama that keeps her around for a while. I I I think that she, it will be drama that keeps her around, and that I am calling it that she will make it to match game, and then that will be what sends her home. Mm-hmm. Well, she sounds just like Aja. But she does. I, will, I will play a little bit of it here, and I don't know if her her drag performance is like her, but like uh, here we go. Hi, I'm Dahlia Sin. I am. I mean, she sounds just like Aja. Yeah. How old am I? I am 28 years old, and I am from Los Angeles, California. So, uh, what's funny is I said she sounds like Aja. I mean, she does say she's Aja's drag daughter. Um, but I really think if she's going to do well in this competition, she's going to need to find a way to differentiate herself from Asha. The aesthetic is the same. Uh, mm. I almost like, did she borrow Asha's looks? I mean, I mean, that's how much it looked like, hey, yo, sis, you know? Yeah. So, um, she sounds like Asha and she has Asha's aesthetic, but I get a, I get a, she looks like a door. What is that? Oh, not a, not not a door that you open and close. No, You're a saying, door, she looks she she looks like a door Delano. In the face, she looks like a door Delano. Yeah, I'm not calling her the next door Delano. I'm staying with my rules. I'm not comparing them. Everybody, calm down. So, according to Taylor I, the Latte, but you put it in the poster, she is the next door Delano. <laughs> uh, well, you know, one of the things that I said was on here is she's very taken with herself. But that could actually help her on this competition. Confidence takes you a long way, I think, on this yeah. show. And it's it, it, it notice contrast that with um, Crystal, Crystal Method mm-hmm. and how the lack of confidence that was there. You know, like Dahlia's like, I will fucking you know go very far. You know, so yeah, uh, and that could. T- but the confidence has to be has to be worthy though. Mm-hmm. Because w- at what point are you confident, and uh, do you cross over from confident to delusional? Okay. And we don't know if this confidence that she has is is delusion, or if she has she has what it takes to back it up. That's the tricky thing. That's the tricky thing with these trying to see these Meet the Queens episodes is it because there's a three minute, you know, beauty pageant style answer these questions kind of things, and it's hard to mm-hmm. gauge. What that is. Uh, all so, right. Oh, go ahead. I have, I have one more question, though. Sure, is she ahead. is she of uh, Latinx origin? I don't know what her, her background is. Because if she's not, I don't think anybody in here is, is Latin. Are there any Latin queens this year? I don't know. I couldn't clock any, which. Yeah. There are a couple Asian queens. Yes. No, I know there's definitely a couple Asian queens, but I feel like. 
this might be the first season without if she is not then this is this may be the first season with no latinx well you know uh uh um burgeoning afterthought media producer luke stamen is in the chat room i believe right is she still there she was recently okay maybe maybe she can find out if there's any of the um of the queens are of latinx persuade or at least have a latino last name usually wikipedia has their real names i remember we're gonna get to Gigi good right now and she is like i can't, I can't say my last name i'll bitch it's gonna be on wikipedia in about a day yeah right. so uh, so luke luke is in the chat luke go do do your job go do yeah. some research for us please yeah and if you could bring me a cappuccino that'd be great yeah exactly light on the sugar yeah um Okay, I have the city from their age, but I don't have their real names just yet. I'm looking okay. at the Wikipedia, but maybe maybe uh, producer not, uh, Joe, Luke Stamen. Joe, can, yeah, Joe, that's not your job. You're right. That's Luke's job. Luke is the producer now. You're right, Luke. Get on it. Get on it, Luke. Anyway, uh, okay. So the next one we have down the runway is Gigi Good. Uh, your thoughts on Gigi Good from Los Angeles, California? Top three. I agree. Gigi Good will be top three. And I also think Gigi, I wrote down Gigi Good is going to be the one that I'm going to have uncomfortable conversations with Joe about where he goes, this Gigi Good, oh my God, as a boy, she's so beautiful. Okay. I don't know. I've only seen one picture of her as a boy. Uh-huh. And she was fine. I don't okay. know yet. I got to see, I got to <laughs> oh, see more. Well, how, how, how wonderful of you to yeah. deem her fine. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Right now, actually, I don't even like her as a drag queen. There is one queen who I just saw. But again, I'm going based on one picture that was on Reddit. Yeah. So I'll know more but, when I see them walking. Like, for instance, and remember, people are usually wrong. Everyone thought I was going to have the hots for this Blair Sinclair. And I was like, no, she looks like a puppet. Right? <laughs> okay. But get, get and everyone thought I was going to love this pheromone. Didn't love Yeah, no, more. that's true. We all thought you were going to love Fer- Pheromone. But yeah. I, I think Gigi is beautiful as a queen. Yeah. Um, she gave me, a, and I mean this in the best possible way, a mm-hmm. Carmen Electra vibe from a Carmen Electra okay. was back in the 90s. Sure, I can um, see that. She, I feel like she let out a couple of little seeds of information that leads me to think she will be the one with the tragic backstory. Oh, really? Which, which, which is why... Another reason that Joe Patan's because he loves nothing more than a twink that cries. Mm-hmm. Um, because what she makes, said what something. Makes you think that? Hold on. She she made a statement that said, "You know, I'm my own Barbie doll. It was the I was the only toy I had." Wait, hold on. Good morning. My name is Gigi Good. I'm 21 years old from Los Angeles. Well, she's 21. She's the right age. Right. You know how far in it is? So my drag name, Gigi Good, no. comes from my last name, which um, I love her voice. I'm going to give that away, but it's spelled with two Gs You're not going to give it away. Um, yeah, she's definitely a little femme. comes from season three As of American Horror Story, Jessica I love, character. I love away, femme. That was coming out, like, <laughs> I know. She, she hits drag. all of the things for you i started drag when i was 15 years old at but she's tall venues that doubled as indoor rock walls i'm not so a big fan of tall say, people well, i mean I, if they're thick and there, tall so yeah it's like half bedroom queen half rock wall girl oh, you know go. those um fashion illustrations that are on like clothing patterns um Gigi good is that but with like no concept of direction or basic math and so by that's the probably the best way i can love her. oh sorry that was my fault by the way I'm I'm a big fan of when drag queens refer to them, their their character in third person. I love it. Ah, stop! What's going on? 
I don't know what happened there. Okay, here we go. Let me, just, let me try to find this. Damn Barbie doll. Oh. That's all I had. My favorite part of favorite part of drag is wearing clothes. Well, it's my favorite part of um, living in the world. I'm my own goddamn Barbie doll. That's all I had to entertain myself when I was, you know, age one to last year. So I just have been treating myself like a life-size doll, and it is just a dream come true. Like I'm getting paid for this. The big. So that's that's your. That's that that her saying that mm-hmm. something about that kind of a, a little. A little red flag went up mm-hmm. that at some point she's going to tell the story of maybe her, you know, and also it's being talked about in the chat room. And she mentioned it in the that her mom made her outfit, yeah. which was my favorite outfit of all of them. The evil Knievel mm-hmm. style with the cape and the holding on to the motorcycle helmet. That was mm-hmm. definitely my favorite of all the looks. But um, I feel like this is going to be it's going to be her and her mom against the world. Mm-hmm. That's going to be that's going to be the. The, the tragic story or the story that makes people fall in love with her and they will show her crying and Joe will get an erection. I th- she's very fishy. I mm-hmm. will say again, in contrast to crystal method, I know crystal method is going to be our, our goofus here. <laughs> uh, I feel cause I feel what, what, um, and cause it was not fair to compare uh, Dahlia to, Crystal, because they're going for two different types of drag queen. But I do feel like what Crystal was attempting to pull off with the whole, like, I'm a dummy, is sort of the ingenue feel, you know? And Gigi's able to pull that off without seeming like an idiot. Right. (laughs) Not that that Crystal sounds like an idiot, but... But she's able to pull that balance of confidence, but also an ingenue. Like, I'm new. I'm a baby. Aquaria had it, too. And she's not yeah. Aquaria. But Aquaria could pull off the, like, I'm a baby queen. But, um, and just, and like her started at 15. You know, I'm a baby queen, but I'm also very experienced. And they, and they have a really confident, but yeah, I'm new at this. and willing to learn, but I love art and fashion. I think we can see big things from Gigi Good. Yeah. Now, Mild Acts of Mayhem in the chat room is saying someone on Reddit said that Detox is Gigi's drag mom. Can we confirm or deny? Luke Stamen? Luke Stamen. Uh, What's going on? Yeah, I Luke, understand I, you're in the car, but you, yeah, you I can announce this. Luke Stamen you can pull is. Pull over on the side of the road and do some of this research for us. Luke's, and where the fuck is my cappuccino? Luke Stamen is the producer of season 12. I can announce that. Um,. So I, you would think the producer of season 12 for episode zero would not be driving to the local Tim Hortons to go pick up his cheese Danish and a cup of coffee that isn't for Taylor. Exactly. Exactly. If you're at a Tim Hortons right now, cappuccino just above tepid warm. Yeah. I don't need to be burning my tongue on some fucking cappuccino. If it is too hot, I will throw it in your face. Yeah. Luke. Come on. Come on, Lou. Come, come on. on. Why am I still waiting for my cappuccino? Yeah. All right. Uh, Gigi, good. Anything else to say on her? I, I just, she was, she might have yeah. been my favorite. Will she win? That's yet to be seen, but I feel like she is going to go really far. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Next, we have Heidi in Closet. Your thoughts on Heidi in Closet? Um, the only things that I really wrote down, actually, I totally forgot about my first list of things that I wrote about people, but, um, I wrote that she is, she seems strong in the walk, the 12 minute walk. And then when she did her interview, I wrote silly energy and fun. Um, 
And something that I'm going to get yelled at when we're listening to this in the car. Mm-hmm. This was the moment that Babalu realized that uh, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent spelled out cunt. <laughs> how did he? How did he recognize? What because she says it in her interview. She goes, "Cunt, charisma, uniqueness, yeah. nerve, and talent." And he starts laughing. He's like, "That's what that means." And I just looked at him and then immediately he started writing things. He's like, don't put that in your notes for the show. I'm like, oh, no, that is definitely going in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how well, did you okay. not know that? I don't know, Taylor. I just did, I just didn't realize it. I'll give you the time stamp later so you can just go like, oh, we have to skip this part. And just like keep hitting 30 <laughs> seconds ahead. Uh, no, it's fine. I wasn't it's as part char- of the reason I love him. I wasn't charmed as much by her as you were. Uh, first of all, I know it was a choice, and boy, was it a choice, but I did not like those ill-fitting gloves that she had on. When she had on the gloves, it looked like they didn't, they didn't go, they all went down to her, her thumb on her palm. Well, a couple of them seemed to have gloves like that, where they just barely yeah, came to like the bottom it. of the, um, of the palm. I didn't like it. I'm not yeah. a fan. And, uh, I don't really have high hopes for her. I didn't, I, I'll be honest with you, I completely, I was taking notes, and I, found myself losing focus and not i'm like well where are we again on this one i just thought she was kind yeah. of boring and didn't find anything interesting about her so she didn't have the charisma to keep me captivated whether it was good charisma or bad charisma and so i found myself just mostly lulled i, I was she she thought she was amusing but i didn't i wasn't as amused by her as she was by herself so okay. that's what i feel about any other thoughts on heidi and closet no that's all i wrote on her all right, Taylor, what we're going to do right now is we're going to use this moment to... Take a break, and we'll be back right after this. back from the break taylor what did you do while we were on the break uh went over my notes to make sure i didn't miss anything (laughs) oh all right uh next down the runway we have jackie cox uh thoughts on jackie cox when she first came down the runway in the 12 minute video i wrote i want to know more i was definitely intrigued when she had the um the iranian words in the back so i thought Mm -hmm. oh okay so we've got a middle eastern girl um when she was talking, my first thought was she said she's 34. And I thought, is 34 the oldest of all the girls this season? There are two that are 34. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that may be it. Um, uh, I hope she's a look queen with um, with comedy. I'm hoping that that she kind of is a little bit of the full package of where she offers mm-hmm. not only looks, but I think she's very pretty. As Jackie and I wrote, uh, not a great sewer. That's not a good sign. Or if she's com- if she's already commenting that she's not a good sewer, that that concerns me for her. Well, look, here's the deal. First of all, Luke Stamen, what did the phrase in Farsi on the back of her cape say? <laughs> Could you please get that? There's a phrase in Farsi on the back of her cape. What did it say? Thank you, Luke Stamen. Get on that now. Um, yeah. Okay. <sighs> I have a lot to say here. Okay. She said she's another musical theater diva. Okay. okay. And I was like, oh, God. Okay, that's fine. Right? 
But the part, and I was fine with it so far. I get, I get, I don't know. She didn't, she, this is the part where I was like, I called bullshit. Okay. She said that when she and her friend came up with the name Jackie Cox in college, that they had no idea what it meant. And it wasn't until later that she realized what a double entendre it was. And I was like, really, bitch? You called your last name Cox and you didn't realize that it was referring to a penis? Mm-hmm. And you're coming up with a drag name and call. Oh, same thing. Did we already get? Oh, no, she's the next one. Yeah, she's the next one. Ugh. Another one with her, too. And um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, she says she's a campy, campy, fun queen. All right. She did make some good musical theater references. I did give her that. For some reason, I wrote, hmm. Um, actually, you know what? Now, I as I guess I grew to like her because as the, as the comments go down, they get more and more positive. I go, I go, oh, I like that she says she's nerd and she has talent. And oh, I, oh, the last thing I wrote was I grew to like her. Yeah. She, yeah. Uh, she's, she's a beautiful wig. By the way, um, we have breaking news. Uh-huh. So Humble Pie has written that the words in Farsi on the back are in, in English mean we are countless, a rallying cry during the Persian Spring protests of 2009. And this comes from Jackie's Insta, Instagram page. Now, I also want it noted that Humble Pie is the one who provided us with this information yeah. and not supposed producer yeah. of season 12, mm-hmm. Luke Samen, who has yet to bring me yeah. my fucking cappuccino. Yeah. Luke Stamen. Less reliable than Evan Ayers. <laughs> that's in a lot. Any other thoughts on Jackie Cox? What do you? How do you think she's gonna fare? I think she's. Gonna, I think she has. She, uh, she's she's a middle of the road girl. I yeah, think. yeah, 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 yeah. I feel she she makes it to snatch game, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe one episode or two after, and then she's gone. She's like she comes in maybe the same place that like um. And I'm not comparing. I'm just saying the same place. As like a Valentina, or I'm now intentionally choosing girls who are not like this. Uh, Aja came in sort of the same the same season, but around that, like make it just past Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think uh, uh, who's the one that lies all the time and now is in hiding? What was her name? Same who's season. The, uh, say that again. The one that lied about the Uber ride. Oh, uh, um, oh fuck! What is her name? Uh, she did the roller skate thing. Yeah, the one that, that. Uh, oh 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 oh, it came to me for a second, then it left. Robbie Turner. Robbie Turner. Thank you, yes. Robbie Turner. Thank, you, thank yeah. you to Humble Pie, Mild Acts of Mayhem, and Haley's mom. I, you know, I'm gonna start calling her producer Humble Pie. Yeah, I think I think I think that that's definitely. Oh, and State of Bree has written Robbie Turner. Well, State of Bree you know already... hasn't written Robbie Turner. Yeah, who hasn't written Robbie Turner? Luke Stamen. But yeah. Robbie Robbie turned to I mean, I'm sorry, State of Bree is already a producer. She's a producer of our Drag Race Thailand show, and that's what a real producer does. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thank you, State of Bree. Yeah. I think, okay, I could see mm-hmm. I could see Jackie Cox mm-hmm. coming in, and she's also Canadian. By the okay. way, I just want you to know in the future, right now, Baba Lou has turned to you and said, Wait, Jackie Cox? Do you mean like Jackie and Cox? <laughs> so i think that i could see her going to snatch game mm-hmm. and trying to redeem brooklyn for last year being celine dion 
and actually killing it. Oh, interesting. Very, very interesting. All right, let's move on now to Jada Essence Hall. Uh, your thoughts on Jada Essence Hall? Essence Hall. Jada, I wrote drama <laughs> when she walked in. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that I got from her. Um, and then when she when she did her interview, I wrote down she's a pageant girl, mm-hmm. which means she's going to be super competitive. And she said that her catchphrase is always, don't worry about me, worry about yourself. She's going to be the one that is trying to get ever under everybody else's skin by commenting on their looks and con- commenting on their outfits. And, and, and she's going to be... She's going to be the drama. She's well, look, going to be I mean, the one yeah. that tries tr- that tries to manipulate people. I think, I think you brought up a good point. Think about what you just said. Her catchphrase is telling people, to, don't worry about me. Worry about yourself. You know, worry about, right. Don't worry about me. If that's your catchphrase, that means you're constantly in conflict with people and tell them not to worry <laughs> about you. You right. know? And right. by the way, you're in a competition. My job at that point is to worry about you. In the real world, no, you're right. I shouldn't worry about you. But if I'm in a competition, yeah, my job is to worry about all the other bitches. Now they're going to come for me in this competition. But you're right. Yeah. That's it, if, if her, I could see if her catchphrase was like, "Have a nice life." No, that's it. That's even time kind of me. If her, <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful day. If that's your catchphrase. Like, oh, that's a nice person. But if your catchphrase right. is like, "Don't you worry about me, bitch," then. Um, yeah. Now here's and, my and, thing. And not in com- not in comparing because I'm not saying she's going to be the seasons, but you know, you and I have recently talked extensively about season five, mm-hmm. and we this is something that we see Alyssa doing, particularly when Alyssa felt vulnerable, she would go after other people, and she would try she would try to get them to to be not feeling great about themselves. And yeah. I could I could see this with her being a pageant girl. I could see similar behavior in her. Yeah. Um, uh, now, I want to say a couple of things. I have some notes here. One, as soon as she said she was the essence of beauty, I got very big Eliminatia Lopez uh, vibes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, The beauty is here. Oh, the, Not the, for long. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And that's a tricky thing. I can't believe it's still – because we have a couple of girls who are like this. There are girls who mistakenly fall into the trap that they think that – to win this show, it's all about the look. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of the last queen that won uh, the look. The one that used to wear purple all the time. The one that said that Evie smells. The one that said uh, Evie smells. She said she was the, she she wore the glasses that she looked like Urkel in all the confessionals. Oh yeah, and uh, I know who you're talking about Raja. Yeah, Raja. Raja <laughs> Raja fancied herself. A look queen. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, when was the time a look queen won the show? So season three, Raja won the show. Raja, so I was going to say Raja from season three. That would be but, uh, Violet, maybe? Okay, Violet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Violet for sure. But maybe Violet's the last one. I mean, you, can, you can count them on your hand, one hand. Yeah. You know, the rest of them tend to be look, they have a, a mixture. Because even, even you might say Aquaria, but Aquaria actually was pretty funny. She could pull yeah. off, like, remember the baby one? She was funny. The one where she played um, Melania, uh, Melania Trump. Trump. She could Any do, hole is a goal. <laughs> yeah. You, she could do an acting challenge. She wasn't bad at that. But she was, so she was looked, but she was a, a bunch of other things, too. So I don't know, but there are people. And so she seems to be one of those people. Now, again, going bullshit on the name, she goes, my friend gave me the name Jada in college. And I was like, bitch, why'd you call me Jada? Why, why that name? She didn't know why. She just called me Jada. I'm like, really? Because Jada Pinkett Smith was right. around? 
Yeah. No, that, that, that went through everybody who knows anything head when she said that. Well, that's why there's somebody else who calls it on herself, and she's right. Is, is Oh, Sherry Pie's one of them, and then, oh, Widow Von Du. was like, yeah, I like Kat Von D, and I like, um, I don't know, something else, right? And uh, and so that's why I did it. I mean, just, just name who your inspiration is. Mm-hmm. Um, Erica Badu. Erica Badu, thank you. Thank you very much. Now, what, but one thing I did say, though, in her favor for Jada Essence Hall is she's a pageant queen. Here's the one thing. With the exception of Elimination Lopez, pageant queens tend to go farther than filler on this show. They tend to do at least the middle. Elimination is an exception. But apart from that, is there anybody like, are there any pageant queens that just went right away that you could think of? Was Honey Davenport a pageant queen? I don't know what her story is. Oh, you know who could look that up for us? Yeah, producer Luke Sammy, could you find out if uh, Honey Davenport was a pageant queen? We need uh, her entire history as far as how many awards and titles that she won and where she placed in the ones that she didn't win. Mm-hmm. And if we could have that uh, within the next few minutes, that would be, you know, great. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Now, people in the chat room are, are bringing up Sasha Velour. She ran through my mind, but I was saying she didn't win because, in my head, she didn't win because she was a look queen, and this is a complaint about the show. She ultimately won because she lip-synced the best. She yeah, made, well, yes. Yeah. Well, she managed to keep keep out from being on the bottom two the whole yeah, time, yeah, yeah. and then just threw out some major lip-syncs. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, let's talk about Jan... She used to be Jan Sport, like the backpack, which is funny because I didn't know who she was, but immediately I thought to myself, when she walked out, I said, her name used to be Jan Sport. Okay. Yeah, and I thought that was a weird name, too. Yeah. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Oh, um, Humble Pie. Humble Pie writes, prior to appearing on Drag Race, Davenport was a frequent competitor in drag pageants, oh. where she amassed a total of 18 titles by 2018. 14 of them were awarded in the three-year period between 2013 and 2016. Notable among them was the National Crown of Missed America 2015. Well, that is that is exactly what a producer will do. A producer will Humble provide pie, information. You're going to go places. You know what? You know what? I am not going to strip Luke of his title of producer. I've given it to him, and I'm not that kind of person. I'm not, pro- not going to do that. But I am going to promote Humble Pie to executive producer Humble Pie of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know, Taylor, too, I know that I've shot myself in the foot and that I probably <laughs> already have 11 Twitter direct messages from Luke saying, like, well, I guess I might as well just uh, quit listening to the show because you guys clearly hate me. <laughs> and uh, I, I thought you guys liked me better than that. <sighs> anyway. So, <laughs> okay, so let me tell you this. I saw the picture of people from the as boys. Uh-huh. Jan was my favorite. I, I okay, Jan, Jan was the one that when she walked... I had a hard time coming up with something nice to say. I just wrote great eye makeup. That was the only thing I could yeah. come up with. Jan to me, J- Jan is one of my least favorite. Really? I wrote down that I think her idea of, which was apparently she hosts 
because she mentions that she hosts numerous times mm-hmm. in her three minutes. Yeah. But I have a feeling that she's one of these queens that that hate that you hate this when they do this. Thinks it's funny when hosting a show to suddenly look at some guy in the audience go, "How you doing?" Oh yeah, you know she does with that. the straight voice. That that's very much that's her bread and butter. Um, when she said Alexis Michelle oh. is her is her drag mother, I went. That makes total yes. sense. Here. Yes, yes, you're right. You're, I did the same thing I, on my list. So I wrote used to be Jan Sport. Okay, basic note. Then the second of all, she seems a little much. We might have to listen to her audio. She seems a little much. Okay, mm-hmm. and then the next one is ugh. Are we surprised that Alexis Michelle is her drag mother? Which kind of makes me a little sad, just because I remember a liking, liking Alexis Michelle, a liking Alexis Michelle mm-hmm. to a point, and then I got to where I didn't like her anymore. Let, let, what's this girl's name again? Jan. Okay, now Jan. we have to do this one. Here we go. Hi, I'm Jan. Oh I'm my god, I'm already like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like you just hi, and like oh. <laughs> Out the gate. Validate me! What is it about music? Now, by the way, before everyone starts getting mad, I like musical theater just fine. In like, you know, for instance, I went to this Cats. I knew every word of Cats backwards and forwards, okay? Mm-hmm. I like musical theater just fine. But the ones who were, like, way too into it, and they're just all... Mu- like, I remember there was this video that went viral on YouTube where there was an airport and the plane was delayed, and so they were all stuck at the airport, the whole airplane, right? Uh-huh. Because it was frozen or something like that, right? And there was a cast of the Lion King who was on that plane. And so they're all sitting in the terminal, all this pack of people. They don't have nowhere to go, you know, right? And um, they start singing, all of them, from the Lion King. And everyone's like, oh, this is amazing. I was like, if I was in that airport, I'd be so annoyed. I would just shout bomb. So the, the place would be oh, <laughs> Joe! Because I was like, these musical theater people, they're going around and singing all the time. You know what's so funny? When I first started dating Aiden, I would tell him this. And he was like, they're not like that, yada, 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 right? And then he started doing musicals, right? Mm -hmm. And he would come home from rehearsal and be like, oh, my God, you're so right. They don't stop singing. They're just all a little much. have to get away from them. They're so extra. And that's his jam, you know? Yeah. Here we go. And I'm from New York City. Oh, my God. So I came up with the name Jan because, well, I used to be a longer name, a backpack, if you get what I'm saying. Wait, hold on for a second. Yaz Waz says she seems like an utter cunt if you read the blind items gossip. Can you please uh, copy and paste that? Are you guys talking about Jan? Yeah, that's if, if, if we could get some information. Yeah. Okay, here we go to do that so i am just jan now but it's okay because i love jan brady from the brady bunch so i live in new york city now but i grew up in new jersey so if you can't tell from the harsh vocals and the hair that's just teased and quaffed i grew up there i think new york city is the best city to do drag we do it all we host we turn looks we sing live we dance we have comedy mixes it's just the place to go I think that most people would agree that New York City is the best city in this country. I don't disagree. And I love Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. But why is it But that- it's no St. Petersburg. <laughs> <laughs> but but why do New Yorkers always feel the need to tell you? Because that that that's a northeastern thing. 
that yeah. that just that could just as easily be Philly. That's could just as easily be Boston. There is something about that that region of the country that we, as somebody who grew up in Philly, that you grow up with a real strong sense of pride for you, or because it tends to be generations have lived there. Oh, I see. Ever you want to see, it's the best. Jan, I like to say, is the girl next door plus so much more. I can give you the what girl next door. <laughs> if I lived one with a that, one with a dick, I'd move. <laughs> If that was the girl next door, I'd move. I'd put my house for sale immediately. I'd be like, I gotta go. There you go. Them look and look absolutely stunning. But when you come to see one of my shows, you'll realize I'm absolutely insane. I definitely would say that the thing that's most important yeah, to me is performance. I- no one is surprised you're insane, Jan. <laughs> live singer i've been doing it my entire life and i love to bring that to the forefront of my drive but also i love looks i love being able to turn some fashion it's hard because in new york did this fucking bitch drink drink like three coffees that luke stamen brought yeah she, it's just like, oh well at least at least at least somebody's drinking the coffees that luke stamen brought yeah like bitch slow down you're doing shows for two hours you don't have a break and you want to be able to move and be free with your body but mama she can get up with all of this if she wants to and so she's here lux 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 oh my oh god i want to punch god. her in the face oh my god but she's a cute boy i will say but, but you know what mother- she wasn't my cup of tea but alexis michelle you loved as a boy yeah oh no she looks a little thick too so oh, she's, not, she? she's no she's no Gigi good skinny twink. So yeah. I I'm assuming that I'm saying all these horrible things about Jan, and then the first episode I'm gonna go, This Jan <laughs> is so cute as a boy. Yeah. Oh my god, Joe Batanz. No, Jan Jan is cute as a boy. I mean, the one picture that I saw she was. It's Alexis Michelle from season nine. So when I first started doing drag, I didn't even necessarily think that it was going to be my well, full time. But, but hold on, this is this story actually kind of proves that because I told you from the pictures that I've seen, she's very cute as a boy. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. I started doing drag as Chris Jenner, and yeah. then I started to realize that my character could develop beyond Chris Jenner, and that's when Jan started to come into play. Me and Alexis actually met because I was doing a Chris Jenner number, yeah. and unbeknownst to me, she did it on the show, and so she, without me knowing, swooped me up and was like i'm gonna take you under my wing yeah i bet yeah (laughs) she saw her get out of drag and she was like i'm gonna be your drag mother (laughs) obsessed with ariana grande i love lady gaga i am so inspired by music a drag queen that loves lady gaga that's groundbreaking yeah i know that's what i'm saying like and ariana grande she's a oh she's a gay guy that's obsessed with ariana grande and then and here's the thing and this is not to take away from ariana grande they're very and and lady gaga they're very talented people well lady gaga is (laughs) but how do you say i'm obsessed with music and those are the two artists you name like right and and it's not to take away from them i'm just saying that would be as if i said like I love music. I love, and then I said, like, I love Edie Gourmet, and I love uh, Esther Roll from Good Times. I don't even know if she sang. And then right here. <laughs> now, if you said, I love everything from Edie Gourmet to Guar. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's quite a, that's yes. a wow. Okay. Yes. You like a little bit of everything. Yes. Yeah, but you're saying Guar. name two people. talked about Guar? No, but that makes sense. Years. But that makes yeah. sense. But if you say like two people who make nearly uh, the pe- the same writers probably write their songs. Oh no, right. no, no, no! Lady Gaga writes her songs. Okay, fine, she does. Calm down. The, there's no difference between a Lady Gaga fan and a Bernie bro. That's all I gotta say. All right, here we go. <laughs> and that's the driving force behind my drag. I think that because I'm probably gonna get an email saying like, 
You know, I used to like your guys' show, but the negativity you were spewing about Lady Gaga, I'm not going to listen anymore. Uh, bye. Singer, I'm able to mimic the shapes and the sounds with my By mouth way, when it comes to- I don't hate Lady Gaga. No, and if anything, we are both- I- Okay, are you doing the same thing that I'm doing where I am purposely tempering what I'm saying so that we don't get a mountain of hate from people that are like, I don't understand how you can't like, you know, like Gigi Good because, you know, she's really going to be awesome and she's the next future of drag and blah, 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 blah. I'm not listening to the show anymore. Well, Okay. Yes, but I mean what I'm saying. But two, I'm really so at this I. point at this point with the Gaga shit. I'm talking to Evan because I know I'm gonna get a <laughs> fucking text message finally from Evan. He's gonna be like, you know, honestly, Joe, uh, Gaga, <laughs> uh, she invented music. Like I didn't want to tell you this, but seriously, Gaga invented the piano. And you're like, okay, no, she did not. Okay, <laughs> sinking, nail vibrato. Every single time. Uh, yeah, you know? Is she still happens. talking? New straw over here. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Hold on. I want to do... Okay, we're going to do a thing now. It's a, it's a show. I wish Lori was here with me. She could do it really well. We're, gonna, uh-huh. we're doing this show right now where we called Road Trip with Taylor, Joe, and Jan. Okay? <laughs> okay. Anyway, now, you and I'm driving. You're in the passenger seat. But Jan is in the back seat. Okay. Okay. Here we go. And like I have the I have the intro to the show. Now it's time for road trip with Taylor the Latte Boy, Joe Bacance, and the drag queen Jan Sport. Taylor, can you do me a favor? Can you get the map that's in the glove compartment right there? Yeah, which of the maps are you talking about? Is it the is it the Greater Los Angeles one, or are you looking for the California one? The Greater Los Angeles one. Okay, what what should I be looking for? Wait, hold on. Jan, it, did you see if my wallet is back there? Went to an all-boys Christian school. Jan! Jan. He needs his wallet. Jan is... No, Jan, we're talking to you. You don't have to talk about yourself in the third person. Jan! No, no, we're, we're right here. I will dance. I <laughs> Jan, we're talking Jan, to you. I'm nice. Jan, do you want to stop it in and out? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting I'm hungry. Dance. Where do you want to eat? I'm, I'm different, and I'm not afraid to get messy. Okay, well, we don't care that you're different. We just need to know: Do you want a burger, or do you want like a taco someplace? I'm really mad at you right now, but I'm this cleanse. I'm uh-huh. And uh, who cares about Jan? And I want In and Out so badly. I can't have In and Out. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up In and Out. I want to change. So, okay. so where on this map am I supposed to be looking? I don't know. Uh, Jan, can we stop at gas or what's your story? I know I'm capable of that, and that's why I'm America's Next Drag Superstar. I'm that girl. <laughs> yeah, you are that girl. Trust me. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's Jan. What do you? How do you think she's going to do on the show, though? Uh, I don't think she's going to go very far. Oh, really? Yeah. She might be famous, good TV. Famous she, last words. This is the one that and, <laughs> and the finale where Jan was crowned the winner of season 12. Oh, can you imagine? You know what's so funny? I, she's going to be the girl they make you because she's the one in the workroom. She doesn't shut the fuck up. And they're like, Jan, that girl. Oh, she just need to shut up. You know, yeah. I don't know why Kennedy Davenport was all of a sudden. I was going to say, is Kennedy Davenport? <laughs> yeah, Kennedy Davenport. Okay, I have, I have a question that I was yeah. going to say for the end, but you just brought this up. Okay. So there are 13 queens this season mm-hmm. that we know of. Oh. is Are they bringing somebody back? No, I don't think so. You think they're bringing oh. somebody back? Well, th- they've done it. They've done it over the last couple of seasons. They brought back Vanjie. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a secret, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if that's one of those where, I mean, when they brought back uh, Cuckoo. Mm-hmm. 
And I get the sense that they've started to listen to the fans at least a little bit. And so the fans mm-hmm. were sort of tired of the stunts. Did you notice it was for the first time in a few years, actually seven months between the premiere and the finale? You know? Yeah. So I think maybe they're they 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 have heard about the exhaustion of drag race. They've heard that they're tired of the stunts, and maybe they're just going to give us a really traditional season. I don't know. That would be wonderful. It would be wonderful. To speaking of, let's talk about Nikki Doll, the French girl. Your thoughts here, on Nikki Doll Taylor? Um. Okay. Let's see. When she walked, I wrote old school Florida drag. <laughs> Just the way she was walking felt very old school 90s drag, which mm-hmm. is funny because in the interview, I wrote visual performer. Yay. Yeah. 90s. Mm-hmm. Boo. Oh, that's um, right. Because you hate the 90s. I hate the 90s. But I, I like the fact that she's from Paris. I think that's mm-hmm. very interesting. She seems very intelligent, very worldly, very well read. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to make for interesting interviews mm-hmm. or confessionals. And looking at things from a different perspective. So mm-hmm. in that regards, I'm excited for her. First of all, you can just tell that the bitch is flawless. Yeah. The looks. She's going to give Gigi Good a run for her money. She is going to be the fucking look. I don't know. But the look. I mean, just the the mug I, is flawless. She is fishy as fuck. I know that word is out of fashion. I Sorry, I said it. I don't care. The fucking looks were down. I mean, I, but, but, and she, and by the way, has the potential to be a major fucking bitch. You can see yeah. it, right? Mostly because yeah. she's French. The French mm-hmm. are just known for being dicks. But ultimately, though, just like I, the experience I had with Heidi in Closet, I, I got bored after a while, and that's not a good sign. Ultimately, it to be good television. Now, yeah. I bring the good television with the looks and the bitchiness, but... Uh, but just the looks, can, as we've talked about with other queens, the just having the looks on the runway can only mm-hmm. take you so far. Yeah, well, Miss Fame, it was all looks. Right, and but Miss Fame, Miss Fame, how far did she go? She didn't go about as far halfway as... Through, maybe halfway little, through, maybe. Halfway through, yeah. A little past halfway, yeah. So that's what I'm saying, though. That's what I'm saying. And, and Miss Fame was also kind of boring and clueless and bitchy. I know Lori Roggenkamp is not a big fan of Miss Fame, so... Um, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, I'm 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 torn. I don't know how far because um, uh, you have to ask yourself how is Nikki gonna do in uh, an acting challenge? That's where I'm sort of debating. Depend it depends on what kind of challenges they have this season. Like she would not do well in season seven. No, you know that we know of just from what we've seen in the yeah. in the interview. Now, Ear Wyvern in the chat room says that uh, looks get you to fifth place. Okay, I, I, All right. we'll see. All right, next we have uh, Rockem Sakura. Uh, now, this is another one people are, are he's another thirst trap that people are thirsting over on Reddit. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, he might be kind of your style, too. I think he has the thick thighs and whatnot, and has some pictures. But anyway, uh, he loves anime, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts before we go on? Well, with the walk, I wrote editorial. I thought that the the use of color and the use of um, style and everything mm-hmm. was really interesting. But then when she did the interview that where she was in the anime kind of robot outfit, I was a little like, okay. By the way, speaking of the looks, something that I meant to say but way before, I loved – not only did I love Gigi's 
um, interview look, but the all the different types of plaid with the curly hair mm-hmm. was my favorite of all of the looks walking down the runway. I thought she looked she looked fucking hot during mm-hmm. that. Okay, I just needed to add that in there. Right. But um, as far as Rockham goes, she seems very positive. She mm-hmm. seemed to try to give off a lot of positive energy, and I hope that if she does stay around, especially if you say she's cute as a boy, then I'm going to want her to stay around longer. I I hope that she offers a positivity to the workroom. Um. Yeah, she seems like she's kind of positive. Seems kind of nice. Um, I'm curious about whether you know, uh, not to compare her to this person, but to harken back to a season of Dragula, it was a season two. There was a drag queen on there who was a big anime type queen. Yeah, and she struggled to do anything but, even though she was yes. implored to change her style, she couldn't do it. And I'm wondering if Rocky will suffer from the same or rock. Is it Rocky or Rock? Rock. It's Rock. It's Rock. If Rock will be able to change up the style from anything but um, anime and that style, and well, uh, her, well, her her runway look or the walkway look didn't seem super anime. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she was definitely the anime was definitely over the top with the mm-hmm. interview. Mm-hmm. But I, I. I hope that we can see beyond. Yes, I know. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. On Dragula, um, and that thought did go through my head too because she says anime like three or four times in her interview, mm-hmm. and I thought that's not good that she's focusing so much on that. But um, and, and is she the one that says she can't do anything but the? There's somebody who says they can do only do the angular makeup. They don't know how to do anything else. Oh, I thought that was the the first. I thought that was Aiden. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Any other thoughts on Rock? I don't. I don't. I, to be honest with you, I'm being completely. I, I don't think Rockham's long for this world. I don't think she's long for this world either. Yeah, because yet there's a, RuPaul is a 60 year old man, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, or woman, you know, 60 year old person. Yeah, and I don't think RuPaul understands anime beyond like, oh, that's a cute. Like if you did anime one time on the on the runway, RuPaul might think that's cute. But if you're doing it every fucking week, she's like, bitch, no, stop. Yeah. Can you imagine the one eyebrow up that Michelle's going to do when he comes out in another anime outfit? Right. Yeah. Where they flash to that where, with the, with the with the lips like a pursed asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... Um all right, next we have Sherry Pie. I feel we're going to be talking about Sherry Pie quite <laughs> a bit. She seems to be pulling like a very well an Ethel Merman cosplay kind of thing. Yeah. Uh but uh Taylor, your thoughts on Sherry Pie? When she came out walking, I wrote old school camp, mm-hmm. as in Wanakiki. Yeah. Um, she would do very well in Camp Wanakiki. She, she, she's very Camp Wanakiki. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I wrote when she's talking is that I wrote it in huge numbers. I wrote 27. She's 27? She 27. She said, I'm 27 years old. Uh, times two. Yeah. So um, I wrote, we get it, you're camp. Yeah. And she's she's definitely a theater kid. Mm-hmm. Um. At one point, I did say Josephina Boohecker while she was talking. <laughs> Joey Boohecker is a person we know that does like an old school kind of drag. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, she talked about wanting. She talked about being the the past of drag and the future of drag. And I, my thought was, no, you're kind of the past of drag. Mm-hmm. The the drag that you're giving right now is very past of which there is a place for. Mm-hmm. Which there is there is a place for that, but I. I I don't know. There was something about her that just felt very, and I feel like part of this. This is the one that's the hardest to not want to compare to an old 
contestant. Okay, let, let, let's do this caveat that you're not comparing to this queen, but who? I'm curious who you're talking about. She looks like Mimi I'm first. Oh, I see. Okay. And considering, you know, the reams of paper that have been written about Mimi I'm first and her behavior, not only on her season, but mm-hmm. also just out in the world, that was, you know, as the kids say, triggering to me. Mm-hmm. And I was trying really hard to get past that. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I, I'm hoping that that's not who she is mm-hmm. and that she is somebody that can bring some of that old school kip, which we know Rue loves. So this mm-hmm. might be a situation where Rue keeps her around longer because of this. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of got this weird hybrid of Mimi, I'm first and Chichi LaRue, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that whole like combination of just that drag aesthetic that yeah. that I was a little like, oh. Chichi I hope LaRue, I like this part. Chichi LaRue is another good example. Um, it's funny because she started talking because I, I want to hear just for – we're not going to play the whole thing for Sherry Pie. But um, the first comment I wrote – I'm very curious to hear why I wrote this. I just wrote, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so um, I want. it must be something that happened first. There we go. Hi, I'm Sherry Pie. I am 27 years old and I'm from New York City. <laughs> Now I know why I wrote, oh, God. Okay. Uh, I, I wrote another old school drag queen. Again, oh, this is, so this, so Sherry Pie, before people think I'm being mean, is the person I was referring to when I said, there are a couple of drag queens, and maybe I was exaggerating, that I'm like, I would, I would love to go to a Sherry Pie show. Oh my god, yeah. I would love to go to a Sherry Pie show. There's nothing more than a drag show where it has a queen like Sherry Pie. Alright? I don't know how well that will translate to RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. I well, don't... She, it, yeah. feels, it feels like a camp... She's a Camp Wanakiki girl. Mm-hmm. She also reminds me of the winner of the last season of Camp Wanakiki, where they look similar and they have a similar Tora aesthetic... Hyden. Tora Hyman, yeah. who has that kind of 50s, 60s style of the big hair, though she wears mm-hmm. hers in a ponytail, mm-hmm. but that we we tons of pancake makeup and the big, the flared skirts and that sort of thing. And we are high camp. Mm-hmm. You know, Sh- Sherry Pie is, it's from what we've seen, mm-hmm. is high camp. That's yeah. not a dig. That's yeah. just what she's showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- you said that perfectly. She could be a great queen, does that translate to a bar on a Friday night when you have some of these other queens she's standing next to some of these other queens that other people will be comparing her to for other reasons? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. Again, there are different kinds of drag. All right. And I love camp drag. Love it. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't like camp want to keep because it's a horrible show, but I do love camp drag. I just don't know if there's a place for it on RuPaul's Drag Race anymore. And that's not my decision. It's theirs. Okay? Yeah. Uh, I feel she probably had a good shot at season one, season two. That's it. Right? After season three, the show took a diversion. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it's an old school t- type of drag, and that's fine. But just like if you were on American Idol, let's say, I think you'd have – or The Voice – You'd have a tough time if you went on there and you went, uh, I do a very Edith Piaf style of singing. <laughs> They'd be like, okay. Or if you did like, I, I sing like a, a 19th century opera singer. They'd be like, okay, well, you have a beautiful voice. It's just, we're looking for a America's you know, next pop superstar. So yeah. um, 
like you know, like Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande who invented music. But um, so I, it's not that to, to knock her voice; it's a very talented voice. But looks like an opera singer has no place on American Idol. I don't know if there's a place for her on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I don't see how she goes very far. And that has nothing to do with how good she is as a drag queen. I just don't see it. Yeah. We cut to song. the end of May when the quitter of season 12 is crowned Sherry yeah. Pie. Yeah. She might make RuPaul. That's the thing is RuPaul does like some degree. But the problem she's going to run into, and she says she's actually fashion forward, which I'm going to have to see for myself. Right. Yeah. Not, not from what from what I've seen. No. And it's not that her looks are bad. But I didn't get fashion. Uh, Gigi Good and Nikki uh, Fox. They're Nikki, um, Nikki Doll. Oh, Nikki Doll. They are fashion forward, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah. So again, I wish nothing bad for Sherry Pie. That's just the reality of the show. And if anything, I'm putting the blame on the show and not on Sherry Pie. Well, we wish nothing bad for any of these girls, except Jan. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, wrapping it up, we have Widow Von Du, who gets her name from Kat Von D and Erica Badu. Um, I have very uh, definitive thoughts on her. What are your thoughts there, Taylor? I love the energy coming off of Widow Von Du. Mm-hmm. I wrote I, – I, I'm saving my one thing that I thought. The one thing where she said Erica Badu was my alma mater, mm-hmm. which I thought that sentence doesn't make sense. But – because isn't an alma she mater went- like a school – it, it, well, you know, um, it means like uh, my soul mother or something like that. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I wrote Nisi Nash, Nash Realness. Mm-hmm. And I liked the energy coming off of her. I also wrote from the walk. I loved her look in the walk. And I wrote, she is what Vinegar Strokes could have been on Drag Race UK. Okay. That's the type of – because I remember when we did – because that was the last time I was on the show with you. Mm-hmm. We did the Meet the Queens for Drag Race UK, mm-hmm. and I said I really liked Vinegar Strokes. Oh, yeah, I liked her energy, mm-hmm. but then she was a hot mess on the few episodes she was on. By the but way, I'm a modder. Luke Stamen did not send this to me. I had to look at myself. Nourishing Mother. Okay. Nourishing Mother. Yeah. So Luke Stamen just wrote something. You can't um, say what he said. Huh? You can't say what he said. No, I know I, you can't say what he says, but it has nothing to do with the multiple things no. that we asked him to get his information on. Yeah, like n- none of the things we asked him to get him on. He, he instead he found out information about something we can't even say in the air. Right. That we had to bleep out. Yeah, we had to bleep out. So, and he's getting the way, out of the car right now. But, he better be holding my fucking cappuccino in his hand. By the way, I had to look up that alma mater meant nourishing mother. Yeah. So, and in a way, she could be. She used it correctly. Erica okay, Badu is her then, I, then I stand corrected. I I, I liked her. I, I like the name. Mm-hmm. Something about the name was very was very cool to me. It sounded mm-hmm. very exotic, and yeah. I feel like that's what she was going for. But I I I liked her. I liked uh, okay. her a lot. So I like Widow Von Du quite a bit. Okay. Here's mm-hmm. my thoughts, though. First of all, RuPaul is gonna love her. She has the charisma that Ru- RuPaul loves. The person, the kind of personality that Widow was showing us on the Meet the Queens, is mm-hmm. the kind that RuPaul loves. She's the kind of girl she does where RuPaul will do the Oprah thing. You know what Oprah will talk to like, oh, Marianne Williamson's on the show. She's like, hi, Marianne Williamson. And then Michelle Obama comes on and she's like, hey, girl, what? You know, yeah. Oprah does that. RuPaul will do that with her. She's like, oh, hi, Nikki doll. And then she gets to Widow Von D. She's like, girl, what you doing? You know, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay. 
So that's a good thing. From what I saw, though, on the Meet the Queens, her look was a little cheap looking. And it could be the one with the ponytails. Yeah, she was a little unpolished. Yes. And that I don't know what's going to happen on the actual show. But okay, but she looked she was unpolished. But then her walkway look with the the big tall hair and everything was flawless. She looked amazing. You're right. That's why I'm torn. I'm torn on her. I think she's going to go. She's going to do fairly well. I think she's going to do well. I don't know if she's going to win. And I don't know if she'll be top four. But I think she will go farther than a lot of people give her credit for. Okay. That's my pen. Oh, I just dropped my pen. Now, those are all the queens. Now, Taylor, are there any other thoughts that you had on this show? I'm, I'm, it, it felt like it was a lot of similar queens. Which I know is weird, considering we're saying some of them are very Dragula, or some of them are mm-hmm. very Kiki, or some of them are theater, and some mm-hmm. of them are looks. But it felt like I was seeing a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them said in their interviews, you've never seen anybody like... Okay, but that's not true, because everybody's been seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be very excited about this season. I think this is one of these where I'm just going to have to get into it. In order to really know whether or not I like it or whether or not I don't. Yeah. I'm the Do you way. feel the same? No, or? I feel exactly the same. I I, I, yeah. I have feelings. They're shaking. Like right now, I was going around looking at my bottom three and then trying to look at my top three. And with the exception of Gigi Good, I could make an accept. I could make an argument for and against almost every person. Yeah. And so I don't feel very confident. You have to remember something before you pe- people think that I'm full of myself. I did. I'm the one that did say that on season nine, pheromone and what was the girl? Uh, not she looked like um, she was Asian and she was not very smart. Uh, oh, uh, the one that had the neck tattoos, Kamora Black. I said Kimora she was. I, I said Kamora Black was for sure top three. Okay. Bottom three. So you you want me to give top three and bottom top three. three. I have my bottom three that I think the first three to go, but um, okay. I think I can maybe come up with. I think I have a top two so far. That third spot is being hard for me to fill. Okay. Um, I have a lot of contenders for that third spot. I have two of my top three. All right, let me do. I have two of my top three too. Two of my bottom. Th- All right, I have one of my bottom three. So I'm t- I, I, um, I think I know what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you when we do the top two. I will tell you who the my my top two are. But then I'm going to leave a third space and what I'm, who I'm deciding between. Okay, that sounds fair, and I'll I'll make a decision on the air. Okay. All right, so I have I have my bottom three, mm-hmm. and oh, you know what? I uh, okay. Let Let's just do top four. Let's do I top don't have, four. And oh, okay, three. okay, a top four. All right, so it's not in any particular order. Okay, it's not in any particular order. It's just the top four, and then God. I even then I could, I could even make a top five. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so you want me to go first? Yeah, tell me your top. No, tell me. Let's start with the bottom. Tell me your okay. bottom three. My bottom three. Well, no, no, no. Are, let me rephrase. Who you think are the first three to go home? 
Right, that's bottom. what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Not, not my did. not my favorites. We're not. I'm not doing favorites, but yeah. as who I think from what I've seen, yeah, the people that I think will go home first yeah. in no particular order, yes, are Crystal mm-hmm. Method, mm-hmm. Sherry Pie. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Did I only pick two? Oh, and Rock'em. I literally have Rock'em's- the exact same first three to go. Okay. So the, to me, I'm exact same down the line. I'm not in no, no particular order. I really don't know who's first to go. But I say Crystal Method, Rock'em Sakura, Sherry Pie. I will say I feel Crystal goes home first or second because of what I told you. She seemed in that interview to yeah. be like a person who went home first or second. Okay. Did it afterwards. So and I feel as though the top four mm-hmm. that will make it all the way to the end. Yeah. Um and could potentially be the top four if they do the lip syncs against each other. Yeah, too. That's so technically, true, yeah. you so technically we should do a top four instead of yeah. top three. Mm-hmm. Okay, again in no it, in in alphabetical order okay. um, would be Gigi Good, mm-hmm. Nikki Doll, mm-hmm. Widow Von Du, mm-hmm. and Britta. That's not alphabetical, but you know what I meant. That's very interesting, Taylor. That's very interesting because if we're doing alphabetical order, I'm going to give you five. I'll tell you why because it's very interesting what you said. I'm saying Britta. Uh-huh. I have Dahlia Sin, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Gigi Good. Mm-hmm. And then in that fifth spot, not because just because it's alphabetical order. Nikki Dahl and Widow Von Du. So I'm very, very clear. I just can't decide who has that fourth spot. So we're very, very the only thing is that the only difference is that I have a Dahlia Sin in the mix there. I can't decide who has that fourth spot. And it could be Dahlia Sin gets booted. I just, Nikki Doll, it worries me is the television part. And with, uh, with, with there's look, there's a give and take with each one. Widow Von Du has the personality, mm-hmm. but does she have the looks? Nikki Doll has the looks, but does she have the personality? Gigi Good seems to have the whole package. Britta yeah. has the personality, but does she have. Ultimately, what it takes to go all the way. And then Dahlia Sin, I just sort of feel, has the chutzpah, if you will, to just elbow her, elbow her way through. And has enough the looks. And a, yeah. She has enough looks and enough experience and enough dance moves and lip syncing. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll, like if, if she makes it to the top four, Dahlia will lip sync like three times. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so I, who did I, I wrote somebody was a possible lip sync assassin. Mm-hmm. And, but now that Dahlia could be the lip sync assassin. Um, I wrote Heidi for some reason. I thought Heidi would be a lip sync assassin, but mm-hmm. but but looking back, I think it would be Dahlia if anybody. Now everybody in the chat room is giving their tops, and go feel free to do. It. I would love to see who you guys like and who you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, but any uh, Taylor, anything else? Um, no, I'm I'm looking forward to doing the season with you. I love that it's not on a Thursday night anymore. Oh, yeah. It's on it's not going to be on Friday nights, mm-hmm. so I don't have to race home after working an 11 hour day on Thursdays. I can, mm-hmm. I can rest up and, and it's, I, I think, I think it's going to be fun and we're going to, we're going to cap off this season. The plan is for me to cap off the season or towards the end of the season to come out to California. Yeah. And I'm very much looking forward to that. We'll be, we'll be discussing that ad nauseum over the next couple of, of months as well. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's drag race recap. Be sure to join us on leap day, February 29th. Well, on Patreon. You'll get it, like, March 1st or 2nd. Uh, 
on the iTunes feed as uh, Taylor and I continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself... Where the fuck is that cappuccino? Jeffrey Thunderbear! Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Drag Race Recap. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap. For bonus content and to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Drag Race Recap. Wait, 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 wait. No, don't do that. Patreon.com slash Afterthought Media. What do we do the outro now? Jeffrey Thunderbear. Podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Twitter and Instagram at PIMC Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The outro music was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. You can find Alex Lefebvre on Instagram at Alex Lefebvre Music. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at DragRaceRecap.com. You can also find other Afterthought Media shows like Hello Uglies at HelloUglies.com and Catching Up at CatchingUpPodcast.com. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media production.